0: Yeah, bitch, I'm a cow, bitch, I'm a cow I'm not a cat, I don't say meow Bitch, I'm a cow, bitch, I'm a cow Bitch, I'm a cow, bitch, I'm a cow I gon' move
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get-off-my-lawn cast wherein two early 40s curmudgeons stare down the prospect of their rapidly impending entertainment irrelevance. I am your co-host. My name is Noah Tarno. Hello. I am the senior quiz master and founder of The Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show, spec. Spectacular, and joining me via technology from across this great country of ours.
2: My name is beautiful. Bill Scurry, and I am the uh, uh, guy affiliated with American Caesar Enterprises. <laughs> <laughs> you don't.
1: You still. He's still trying to figure out who he is. But aren't yeah. we all? So, so this show we like to look at something that's hot among the kids these days and try to make sense of it and try to figure out what it means for the world uh, and what it means for society and what it means for us and today we're looking at one specific song but i think it says a lot about uh, a lot of other things in our society today we're looking at the viral pop hit of the summer a song and video titled moo That's i just
2: thr- i just love hearing you say that moo it's thank you ladies and gentlemen good night we're done <laughs> Yes, it's, it's
1: three O's and an exclamation point. Moo, uh, also known as uh, a.k.a. Bitch, I'm, Bitch a cow, I'm a Cow, which is what a lot of people yes. call it, but it's actually called Moo. And it is by a young singer named Doja Cat, D-O-J-A space cats. Doja Cat is the pop music identity of Amala Ratna. Amala yes. is her nickname. Zandil Diamani, age 22, a native of Tarzana, California, named after Tarzana the Apes. That's true. Fact yep. view, the town of Tarzan. Uh, but as a quote from uh, the ringer.com said, I like this. She's originally from Tarzana, California, but for all intents and purposes, she's from the Internet. Um, <laughs> her- <laughs> Her father, i don't have his name handy, is a rather famous South African actor, composer, and producer. Um, and her mother is uh, Jewish, Jewish American. I don't know if she's white, but does it really? Yeah,
2: well. she is. She's uh, Anglo, or not Anglo, oh. pardon me. She's a uh, Khoikhoi, if you want to call it that.
1: Okay. Uh, so Amala Diamani, age 22 and she released her debut single in 2013, still in high school and then RCA Records picked her up in 2014 and she released an EP, she had a song from that EP was on, on the soundtrack I didn't know they still made soundtracks of TV shows and movies but they do, soundtrack for the TV show Empire, which yeah. I really enjoyed the first season and then I lost track of and then earlier this year on RCA she released her debut album, Amala and then this summer they issued the video for Moo and the video quickly went viral to the point where many think pieces, many articles, uh, many parody videos, as people are wont to do in this day and age, and a lot of rappers and other celebrities giving her shouts out, although often shouts out is just a rapper tweeting bitch I'm a cow, so I really don't know what that. It still, counts. It it still counts. Still yeah, counts. Yeah, I guess it means they like it. I don't know. You know, no such thing as bad publicity, especially these days. As there is with so many things, there has been controversy because of course somebody dug up a tweet from young Miss Amala God, like in 2015, where she liberally threw around the word the F word, and I don't mean fuck. A traditionally pejorative term for homosexuals. And she threw it around, and then of course her response <laughs> as often happens in these cases, did not help matters. Her response, she tweeted in August, I called a couple people F when I was in high, and she actually used the word again, called a couple people Fs when I was in high school in 2015. Does this mean I don't deserve support? By the way, she was in high school in 2015, Bill. OK, it's just I hear you. Hey, you.
2: I, I, I was, too. I just wasn't allowed to be there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're just violating the restraining. order. I it. Does this mean I don't deserve support? Great. So she turns it back on herself. I've said F roughly like 15000 times in my life. Does saying F mean you hate gay people? Do I hate gay people? I don't think I hate gay people. Gay is OK. So great. That solves everything. You know, <laughs> the song, the video, it's got this kind of. Oh, man absurdist charm, both the song and the video. You know, she just repeats bitch, I'm a cow, bitch, I'm a cow, bitch, I'm a cow for about two-thirds of the song. And she's wearing this cow costume. I mean, this episode's kind of pointless if you don't watch the video. She's wearing this sexy cow costume. Clearly, someone made it to be the sexy cow costume. And she's shaking her boobies into the camera and shaking her butt and showing videos of cartoon boobs and of course cows and dancing hamburgers and she's sticking french fries up her nose. So, you know, it's the kind of thing that used to only be funny when you were high, and now seems to be what people consider humor most of the time. You know, we got some things to say about this, and we might we might drift into some dicey territory because of the homophobia. But Bill, what do you think of
2: Moo? I love this thing. You know, this is really so, you it's do. So, it's oh so simple. God. Yeah, you know, my, my wife um, uh, had mentioned this. This is weird. Like two months ago, she said, "You guys should do Doja Cat." I'm like, "What the fuck is Doja Cat?" Because it's me. Meme music. There's this thing called meme music and I'm like, there's no way we're going to do an episode on that. Flash forward to like two days ago. You're like, hey, I hear this thing called Doja Cat. Maybe we should do an episode on it. I'm like, well, I I saw
1: someone, a friend of mine did it at karaoke. They found the track. and they did it. And afterwards, she's like, "You should do that for your podcast." And I'm like, "I didn't even know she listened to our podcast, so I was ready to kiss her ass."
2: Sixteen uh, points of individual of a unique confirmation. 16,
1: 2, same thing. Math doesn't matter.
2: When I watched the video and listened to the song, at first I was like any other human being who who thinks and sees and feels. <laughs> I couldn't quite parse the shape of it. It looked like a tesseract, you know, something that the the shadow had three dimensions. Like, what am I looking at? I realized it's like, oh, I'm thinking way too hard about it. I mean, this is something. That called Meme Music, which I don't think she, somebody else call it that. I mean, I don't know who the fuck would, somebody who writes for Blender, I don't know who would actually come up with a, a, a term, but they do have a term for this kind of thing. Yeah, and it's like let's just underscore the fact that you probably want to have seen this. Um, it's short, it's like two minutes, 30 seconds, three minutes tops. Watch no, the video. It's,
1: it's it's too long. I mean, I'm going to oh, get into Oh, it's too long. Yeah. It's, it's almost five minutes. But the yeah. uh, first
2: verse is like two and a half minutes, that's all you need to have watched. <laughs> it, it, gets re- it gets reductive after a while. It's shoddily made, it's cheaply made intentionally. Like, it was something that somebody set out to do over the course of like 28 minutes in a studio at like 1.15 in the morning after a full day of trying to record. The production value is intentionally lo-fi. It's got these really rough green screen swap-outs, you know, with like really bad matting. Cheap animation, like 480p animation blown up in the background uh, of her green screens. The camera looks like it was shot on, an, on a, like an old Motorola phone with a camera smeared <laughs> with Vaseline. Everything about it, it's not sophisticated. I'm not I'm saying the the idea of someone like if David Lynch tried to make something lo-fi, you would see the the fingerprints of a craftsman making something that is intentionally not deceptive, but it would be a, a recreation of some sort. I think that she kind of made this thing thinking it's going to be cheap, it's going to be quick and these this amongst her oeuvre of songs, this is certainly the least complex, although the rest of her songs are much more complex than this. It's a long way of saying that. I kind of got charmed by it. I think she's she's cute. I think she seems kind of sweet. F-word uh, slurring aside, if we can put that aside for a second. I really like how she describes her own art and music and song, uh, in, in interviews. And she seems to have this real approachable sense of humor. I don't think she takes anything seriously. A- again, F-word aside, there's something nice about seeing somebody not just driven by this, this uh, fatalism that has gripped so much of uh, like pop rap. All the Lills, you know, all the Lills are just sitting on the edge between life and death. These these like Lil Uzi Vert and uh, who's the guy? One of the Lills was just in the hospital for eating too many Cheetos. These guys are like you know playing really? games with their life. Yeah yeah. He, eating too playing many game-
1: Cheetos? What like he got yes. scurvy or something? How do you? No I think he, go he, he the hospital his, or eat too many Cheetos.
2: He damaged his stomach lining from eating too many Cheetos because it was the hot. It was like the fiery Cheetos. So it was both. The, Are the you shape serious? Is. I'm dead serious. He there was a, he Instagrammed to picture of himself in an ambulance going to the hospital because he he harmed his throat and stomach lining by eating too many hot Cheetos that actually abraded, and the the acid actually ate through his stomach lining. Anyway, Lil Zan X A N. That's it, Lil Zan. Yeah, that's Lil that's Zan. what I'm saying. It's like I'm sure that's the most innocuous thing he does. I'm sure everything else involves cough syrup and opioids and stuff like that. But this is like Doja Cat's whole thing seems fairly simple. It seems kind of like I said, cute, a little child like i'm not saying this song is there's bouncing boobies in the background and i mean it, it, it's not like she's using sex to sell everything like the lyrics to it are kind of very simple i don't know it's just something about it became kind of neat to listen to i don't know what do, what do you think I'm, i obviously if i'm surprising you i want to hear what you think about it look i somewhat
1: agree with you i think she is charming I think she is talented. The song makes me smile and, and at moments makes me laugh. But this is everything I hate about the internet. God, we can do better than this. We, <laughs> as a species, and you and I talk about this a lot. And the net, we, we uh, not to not to give anything away, but the the next thing we're going to be talking about, our next topic on this show is something where it, they did not just throw you know people who just throw the funny idea out on the table and leave it there they don't go okay what's next you know how do i how do i take the funny kernel of an idea and build it into something really worth sharing and really worth calling art and too much today people don't bother to do that and yep. this is no craft at all beyond throwing you know like you said 1 45 in the morning we spent all day working and now you know we smoked a blunt but the soundboard is still on, so let's have a good time or something. <laughs> I think you...
2: It's like you're in the room for that. You're describing it right. perfectly.
1: Right, exactly. You know, she's not just some kid who made this video on her freaking Commodore 64 in her bedroom. She's on RCA Records. So... It has an element of astroturfing, the meme and she's even yep. said in an interview, she's like, Oh, I wanted to get some attention for my album by doing something that would be, go viral. And this did, you know, so it's like when McDonald's doesn't add, like, Hey, you know, this is a place for hipsters, you know, like, we're weird and we're wacky. Like, you're fucking McDonald's, so you're not. Like I said before, it's one joke beating into the ground over and over again. There are a couple really funny lyrics in this that I like, you know. She rhymes... What's the rhyme I like? She, she rhymes slaughter and farter. Slaughter, farter, farmer, and McDonald, Like old McDonald, which <laughs> yes. Which I like because I'm not a hip-hop fan, but one of the things I most admire about hip-hop is how they manage to take words that don't sound like they rhyme and make them rhyme. And that oh, yeah. is in my very limited understanding of what makes a good rapper. That is what makes a good rapper, is that you manage to make these things rhyme and make it work. And I think she does that. But for every moment of that, there's... Three minutes of her just repeating, bitch, I'm a cow. Or saying something that is irrelevant. I make moves. I'm too smooth. I'm not in the mood. Like It's just like she's not thinking about it. She's just throwing stuff out there. There's a lot of laziness to this. There's the gratuitous use of sex. Look, I like boobs and asses and all that because I'm a pig. A heterosexual pig But just enough And especially with hip hop I think it keeps Perpetuating that stereotype We get to the broader effects That people are making Parodies of it online You know Don't these people have jobs Don't these people have lives And they're just not that clever And they're just stupid and, And how Just some rapper tweeting Bitch I'm a cow Is like newsworthy It's about fame It's not about the content It's just about the recognition You know The backlash They discovered her tweet From 2015 And I'll forgive her For saying The F word as we're calling it, when she was in high school. But then, it was, you know, people are saying she's been milkshake ducked. You know that
2: term? Yeah, I think so. Please tell the readers, yeah. or their listeners, rather, what it is. So so milkshake duck
1: is a reference to some someone tweeted something once. It was something like the whole tweet was like, hey, this duck drinking a milkshake has captured the internet's heart. Uh-oh, you won't believe what the milkshake duck tweeted about three years ago. The idea that like these people virally become a sensation out of nowhere and everyone loves them. 30 seconds later, we realize that they're horrible people. You know, they committed genocide back in the 90s. So therefore, <laughs> we all turn against them. I think her apology was monumentally stupid. People aren't really offended. They're They're like, I need to be offended. And her voice is very... I mean she's talented, but it's that same tired hip hop voice. It's just lazy. And then she references Milkshake by Talise, which I yes. guess is an apropos reference, but she doesn't change any lyrics. So she's just doing a verse from Milkshake just I mean it's okay, it's fun, but like the fact that This is big enough for us to talk about it and for there to be think pieces about it. It's just, it's the emptiness of modern culture.
0: This top was like a huge distraction for me. I would like go to hit the keys on the keyboard and like I'd have shit in my way. Like I literally can't, I can't function with this. And I'm just like hitting the keys. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to make a song about cows.
2: Noah Tarnow, why is this popular? Well, it does hit those
1: meme buttons. People have been reduced to appreciating this type of humor. You know, we want easily digestible humor, and, and this does it. I mean, this is part of the astroturfing. I guess they came up with this at 1.45 in the morning. I can also believe that this was like marketing executives, like, what's going to be the most meme-worthy thing we could do with Doja Cat? And I'll give her the benefit of the doubt that that's not what happened, that she came by this mm-hmm. honestly. Like, what she said, she think, like, I think I think had, she did. Okay, fine i had this cow costume blah 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 and i'm like what would be funny this is what people want and it's people want stupidity these days and like i said it is funny and it is cute and she is she is cute and reasonably talented I mean, look, she is sexy, but enough already. And we have been reduced to that's our culture now. What do you think? Am I missing something here?
2: I would just refute the part about astroturfing because I don't think that there are any viral memes that aren't so-called astroturf to the point where it's not that I think everything is artificial. They're all done intentionally. It's the question is which things catch on and which things don't. So anything that winds up being a sort of fanatic fever pitch of fame is almost always Uh, hatched in the lab to do such a thing. Again, this isn't like an accident, uh, you know, a video of Grandpa catching a football in the nuts, you know, and that becomes a a, a crazy... (laughs) It works on so
1: many levels!
2: It works on so many levels. Uh, But this is something that she created for this purpose. So it is not an accidental thing. But on the other hand, there's nothing that went viral in the last six to eight months that was not intentionally designed to be that. Uh, So that, to me, kind of takes the accusation, uh, or at least it takes a negative accusation of astroturfing out of it, just because it's merely the art form, it's merely the next right. widget. You know, people. It used to be that viral things were accidents, memes were accidents, and now they're completely intentional. They're they're built surgically in a lab. But I, I uh, don't I tech- don't know about that. Like. You know
1: Ken bone wasn't they're like let's call on this guy because all the all the hipsters in the internet are really like
2: him you know and no, like but they're, they're, the thing is there's one Ken bone and there's a thousand of these that's the thing yeah. is I'm not saying that Ken bones still don't get through the the gatekeepers I'm just saying it's like most of your things are this and it's just a matter of which of the the prefab things that are created for this express purpose expressly created for this purpose are going to get through and break into the the consciousness and, and kind of launch her into the stratosphere I agree there there is a, a like technical actually there's a thing about this that like it's it's food that you do not eat need teeth to eat it is easily masticatable it is a uh, soylent shake it just requires you to sit in front of it and allow it to just wash over your face, all the sound and and the and the, and the light from the, your 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 monitor hitting you. It seems very easy to understand why it's popular, just because it has an attractive young woman. It has a simple tune that is actually very mellifluous. You know, c- c- compared to a lot. Yeah,
1: of, it, it, it is a catchy song. It's not a bad song.
2: It's just repetitive. there's a lot of. Yeah, there's a lot of jagged, dissonant music today, and especially in hip hop. But you have something that has this very—I don't know if this is a sample that you use—that that simple, like Atari-type, uh, you know, thing with a little keyboard riff behind it. It's pleasant, and it's these things combined. With the sort of softness and the non-threatening nature, and also a, a person in a cow costume comes across as you know a ridiculous thing, and as if she's not making fun of herself. So it's it's not hard to see why this would be popular. But again, why is anything popular?
0: I've had intention of making like meme music that would maybe reach a wider audience that would make people go, "What the hell is this? I should share this." and I've totally thought that shit that I've made would go viral, but that wasn't really the idea behind this. I was just like fucking around.
1: Would you, you like it now. Would you like this more? How would you feel about this? If you were a teenager when this came out,
2: no, I don't think I would have got it. I think, I believe it or not, I need I would need to be an adult with a sense of uh, maybe not a greater sense of whimsy because I think I had that, but I think I would have written it off as just a trifle beneath my mention. Rather than rather than this is still a trifle, but for some reason I gave it three and a half minutes worth of due. So no, I think I I don't think I would have dug it as a kid because I would have written it off as as again stupid. I would have been too sophisticated for it. It would have been just all the reasons you said just a diversion of weapons grade diversion amongst all the other weapons grade diversions that are being held in a you know an underground bunker in Colorado
1: Yeah, I think the same way. I mean, I think like um I am very much as a teenager, I kind of well, I was a rock snob. Anything that Yeah, this would didn't this would have fit that,
2: really well with you then.
1: Yeah, right. Anything that didn't fall in the rock and roll category, I was just I had no use for it and I wouldn't publicly scorn and I like to think if the internet had been around when I was a kid I wouldn't have posted nasty things about it online, but I might have because I was an angry kid Yeah, I wouldn't have I would have just thought it was stupid And I think I would have doubled or tripled or quadrupled down on my argument that it's lazy I would have cared more that it's lazy now I could just roll my eyes, but then I would have gone. Why don't people care more about this band? That's better and they work harder.
0: I made the song and the video in one day. I was sweaty as fuck. It was gross It was, I was just in bed wig off makeup on just covered in grease and 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 french fry dust and 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 oil and just it was not it wasn't pleasant but the end result was great
2: so uh toa Narnow, do you think this is a a sign of the apocalypse yeah
1: i kind of do sort of for the reasons i gave yes and no no because it's actually kind of okay like i said like I keep hedging and saying, look, it's not a bad song, and she's not without talent. Just the junk that our culture's been reduced to, and this is just part of it. And then how we react to the junk. It's just a—I mean, I I already said all this. It's a fucking cesspool, what we're living in. And, (laughs) look, it might be good shit, but it's still shit. Uh You know what I'm saying? So— so, yeah, this this ain't good. This ain't good. What about you?
2: I don't think this is a sign of the apocalypse, but I, this show is forced to big reckoning because I think I don't know if we want to, <laughs> whether it was Nick. It might have been Nick Nadell in the rolled ice cream episode was sort of saying, "Isn't some of what you're feeling like an old manism? You know, this 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 consequence of like."
1: Yeah, well, but that's be- why we asked the question about jealousy. That's acknowledging no, know, the I, old manism.
2: What what I want to do is get out of the way. Get old manism out of the way. And and I can I can be befuddled by it. I cannot like it. I would almost rather have it be on the pure level of taste rather than a knee jerk incomprehension at what I'm seeing in front of me. Like I said, I don't I don't hate this. I don't think it's great. This this might be a, a, a like a real pinnacle example of all the things you're saying. How the I don't know if I'd say the culture is a cesspool. I would say the culture to me is unreadable. Now I, I mean, it, it, one is a value judgment. The other is an assessment. I, I I'm not sure how I would even hedge my bets there. But the things that we see, the fact that these things are important, and I keep coming back to the, the mantra of nothing makes sense, nothing matters, which is true in, in you know our public sphere, it's true in our, in our culture. As you have great pieces of art coming out at the same time, these fantastic movies and fantastic songs, some of the highest of the high that we've ever seen, you also have the, the weirdest and most base and simple and incomprehensible of the low coming out. And again none of those things are necessarily bad. There were old Dutch woodcut drawings of guys farting back in the the days of the like the yes. the Dutch East Indie Company.
1: Benjamin Franklin was a huge connoisseur of fart humor. And
2: there's just like weird things have always existed and people either emphasized it or didn't emphasize it. That's fine, you know. This is a a bellwether for like what has value to it. Where the cynicism lies. Again, because you were saying the RC wreck is part makes you feel like she's not just some unsigned artist trying to um get noticed she was somebody who already had a toehold a fairly sizable toehold released a whole album then pushed her career to the next into the next echelon with a viral thing and so it what it does is it the cynic in us the, that rightly so lives there should suspect all of these things as being disingenuous but once i start doing that i realize well the my earlier point, everything is disingenuous. Right. There, every, every Logan Paul having a boxing match on YouTube, you know, this this stuff is bullshit. Every Jordan Peterson, every, every Ben Shapiro, everybody who gets up there and says something, you know, every Nike ad with Colin Kaepernick, as much as I... You know, I'm, I'm, I am don't make me don't make me buy a Nike. Don't make me feel like I'm a good guy for buying a Nike shoe. This stuff is all it's kind of it's all false. Yeah. You know, even yeah. if I agree with it, it has very little value. Yeah.
1: It's sound and fury signifying nothing.
2: Yeah, and and that's why I don't I won't I won't say the assessment of this is a cesspool but I will say it's like I, I'm looking at characters that I can't read anymore it's the language has changed like the tower of Babel and it's about to fall down it's just I just can't I just can't understand what I'm looking in most of the cases but we know very well that you got two generations three generations beneath us who who are literate they are literate in whatever this thing is and so people can somehow speak this language and it, it's up to us to do this in one 35 minute podcast a week to try to pick through it and understand what each of these ciphers means i I guess
1: isn't it possible though that maybe i'm puffing ourselves up that us being the older generation we give some perspective to it i mean i don't think i brought i think i brought this up before we started recording but i look at this and i feel like it ah jay this was only funny if you were high now it's mainstream funny Not just mainstream funny, but like... I don't even mean mainstream like on Comedy Central 10 o'clock at night. I mean like mainstream like lowbrow. As much as I laughed at a lot of shit... When I was high or pretending I was high uh, when I was younger, like it's just not – this is not what I want to be mainstream funny. I don't sure. know if I'm making any sense. So so we're putting it in that context, I guess. I don't know.
2: Well, Whatever. I think the idea of, of being called on to issue perspective – well, first of all, uninvited perspective. But nonetheless, that's our job. We're here to give that. <laughs> hey, uh, also, you don't like
1: it? Don't listen.
2: It's right, our podcast,
1: goddammit. Get your own podcast.
2: It's like, what would yours or my parents make of this? You know, would they have any? My mom would
1: just say, I don't get it. What's the joke? That's what all my mom would say. What's the joke?
2: That's fair. That's what. Yeah. But I mean, she. That's what I, you know. Let's say that's what she should say. I. I, yeah. I can't expect miracles. And my mom is you know a decade younger than yours, but I think she would say, "I don't get it." And she would say, "This is stupid," and, and walk right away from it. At least we could be part of this. Is, this is our gift. No, I will say, our gift to culture <laughs> is our that we gift. Get to be part of the, We get to be part of the bridge generation. The bridge generation, which was born in the analog and adopted digital around eighteen or nineteen years old, and so that is a little bit of perspective. Unfortunately, you know, it does put us in a you know position to be befuddled most of the time. We, we know what the world was like before they turned the lights on. And now we have the lights and running water and lead aqueducts in ancient Rome. And, and, you know, life is good. Probably better for that reason.
0: I don't think it's me to just wear like sweatpants, no makeup. Like I've always been about dressing up, always been about being soft and girly and pink and cute and all of that. And I definitely try to integrate that into my music and into my image and everything.
1: So is any misgivings you have about this phenomenon indicative of jealousy? Are you jealous?
0: Uh, I'm jealous
2: of the ability to create this stuff because as someone who's picked up a movie camera as someone who's written jokes in Twitter form as someone who has made gifs, someone who does a podcast I would love to feel like I understood the mindset that it takes to get into knowing what the proper planks to put down are to build a a viral meme. Sure. So, I mean, this is uh, whether she intended to be this kind of rocket to the to the stratosphere as I like to say. I'm sure this is beyond her wildest dreams. However, it's the fruit of her labor. But that means that there was some idea that these weird ciphers, the cow costume, the shitty green screen, the tune, the putting the french fries up her nose, all those things kind of like equal something. And to me, they're just like, like random ciphers, like a David yeah. Lynch movie. I don't know what the David Lynch things mean, but people seem to like them. I don't. I can't get them. And I, I'm, I'm kept at arm's, arm's length because I don't know what I'm looking at. And I wish I did. Again, I'm not looking to build a meme. I would just kind of like to understand how and what and why. That's where my befuddlement comes in in this case. So I guess I'm yeah. a little jealous.
1: I mostly i am on the same page, and, and I am jealous for the reasons I'm often jealous of stuff we talk about on the show, which is
2: why is it my stuff noticed more? Because I work harder, you know? And you're actually trying to sell something, man. You actually have a yeah. shingle that you – yeah, you're trying to – I'm not I even do. trying to do that. I'm doing this as an academic exercise, yeah. you know?
1: There's the, the Calvinist in me, which is like – I deserve success more because I work harder. And the bitterest lesson of adulthood, I think, has been that it doesn't work that way. Build a better mousetrap is no longer true, if it ever was true. But it was never entirely true. Lazy crap always snuck in. But I think it says something that the biggest rock band in history is the best rock band in history. I go back to that a lot. I think Mm. that says something positive both about at least how deserving of the role gatekeepers used to be, A, and B... How discerning the marketplace in terms of quality could be back in the day and to some extent still is. I hit upon that as something positive. I still think if you give people a chance to discover quality, they will more often than random chance it. you know I, I think back to an example of 15 years ago people didn't just watch the sopranos they got hbo just so they could watch the sopranos and i think that says something positive about people that being said that's why i get pissed when something that's just like hey let's creatively fart this out in 30 minutes you know becomes a sensation but then again it's going to fade away overnight and people are still buying
2: you know beatles records 55 years later so wait a minute you were talking about the beatles when you said the greatest rock band of all time i thought you meant, <laughs> I thought you meant emerson Lake, and palmer uh, oh okay that's that's my mistake and
1: the thing is emerson Lake, and palmer is better than like well i thought you were gonna say something way worse than emerson i thought you were gonna say like herman's hermits or something or
2: gg uh, allen of course
1: gg allen the greatest i tell you Few people have better stories than G.G.
2: Allen. Wow, how about that, man? We did it again. We, we, we took something that's a- five minutes and we made a colossal waste of time out of it. This is great. Oops, we did so, it again. So if you'd like to find past episodes, uh, look on iTunes, Apple Music, Thingy Stuff, Guy. Object, uh SoundCloud, of course, Google Play, <laughs> Twitcher. Tweet tweet to us at NoahAndBillShow, and Bill show. Write to us, Noah and Bill Don't Get It at gmail.com and visit I don't get it podcast.com. Go on Apple Thingy, whatever it is, and give us a review because it helps us out. Please. I guess please. I beg so, you. I'm on Twitter personally at William Scur. You'll see me doing my uh, high profile uh, culture boxing there. And uh, my YouTube channel is AM Caesar. Noah Tarno, what about you?
1: Well, I'm at Noah Tarno, but more so I'm all about the big quiz thing. Big quiz thing. The country's premier providers of corporate and private trivia events nationwide, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I'm going to be down in... Well, Bill and I are going to see each other this weekend down in Arizona.
2: Yeah, we're going to have a uh, format shift for the next show. I gotta, yeah. That's all I'll say about that. It's going to be a nice treat for everybody.
1: Uh, but, yeah, all getting right. back to hyping myself, bigquisting.com. learn more, <laughs> booking holiday parties now, blah, blah, blah.
2: So there you go, everybody. Uh, until then, keep sticking french fries up your nose and get on board with us, and uh, we will get it together.
1: Moo! A production of American Caesar Enterprises, 2018.